Hello and welcome back to Time with God, a podcast put on by Trinity Lutheran Church in Bangor, Michigan. Happy Thursday, February 20th, 2020. Continue our walk through of scripture today, looking at Genesis chapter 26 and also Genesis chapter 27. As always, stick through the reading of the scripture. There'll be some commentary uh, near the end of the podcast, uh, highlighting what this section of scripture means for us in the 21st century, and also how it fits into the larger scheme of scripture as a whole. Chapter 26, there was a famine in the land besides the first famine that had occurred during the days of Abraham. Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines at Gerar. The Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down into Egypt. Live in the land where I tell you to live. Live in this land and I will be with you and will bless you. For to you and to your descendants I will give all these lands. And I will establish the oath that I swore to Abraham your father. I will multiply your descendants like the stars of the sky and will give all these lands to your descendants. In your seed all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my requirements, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. Isaac lived in Gerar. When the men of that place asked him about his wife, he said, She is my sister. He was afraid to say she is my wife, because he thought the men of this place might kill me for Rebekah, since she is beautiful. When he had been there a long time, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, happened to look out a window, and there was Isaac caressing Rebekah, his wife. Abimelech called Isaac and said, it is obvious that she is your wife, so why did you say she is my sister? Isaac said to him, Because I thought if I do not, I will die because of her. Abimelech said, What is this you have done to us? One of the people might easily have slept with your wife and would have brought guilt on us. Abimelech gave his command to all the people, Whoever touches this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Isaac planted grain in the land, and in the same year he reaped 100 times as much as he had sown, because the Lord blessed him. The man kept growing wealthier and wealthier until he became very great. He possessed flocks and herds and a large household. So the Philistines were envious of him. Now the Philistines had blocked all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father, and they had filled them with earth. Abimelech said to Isaac, Move away from us, for you are much more powerful than we are. So Isaac departed from there, camped in the valley of Gerar, and lived there. Isaac dug again the wells that had been dug in the days of Abraham his father, because the Philistines had blocked them after the death of Abraham. He gave them the same names that his father had given them. Isaac's servants dug in the valley along the stream bed, and found a well there that provided a steady flow of water. But the herdsmen of Gerar started a, dis a dispute with Isaac's herdsmen. They said, the water belongs to us. He named the well Essek because they argued with him. They dug another well, but they started a dispute over that one. He named it Sitna. He left that place and dug another well. They did not start a dispute over that one, so he called it Rehoboth. He said, Now the Lord has made room for us, and we will be fruitful in the land. 
He traveled from there to Beersheba. The Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of Abraham, your father. Do not be afraid, for I am with you, and I will bless you and multiply your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. He built an altar there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. He pitched his tent there. Isaac's servants dug a well there. Then Abimelech came from Gerar with Ahuzath, his advisor, and Phicol, the commander of his army. Isaac said to them, Why have you come to me, since you hate me and have sent me away from you? They said, We saw clearly that the Lord was with you. So we said, Let there now be an oath between us, yes, between us and you. Let us make a treaty with you, that you will do for us no harm, since we have not touched you, and since we have done nothing but good for you, and we have sent you away in peace. Now you are blessed by the Lord. He made a feast for them, and they ate and they drank. They got up the next morning and exchanged their oaths. Isaac sent them on their way, and they departed from him peacefully. It so happened that on the same day Isaac's servants came and told him about a well that they had dug. He said to them, We have found water. We will call it Sheba. Therefore the name of the city is Beersheba to this day. When Esau was forty years old, he took two wives, Judith the daughter of Be'eri the Hittite, and Basemath the daughter of Elon the Hittite. They were a source of bitterness for Isaac and Rebekah, chapter 27. When Isaac was old and his eyes were so dim that he could hardly see, he called Esau his older son and said to him, My son, he said to him, I am here. Isaac said, Look, I am very old and I do not know when I am going to die. So please take your gear, your quiver, and your bow and go out to the open country and get some wild game for me. Make me tasty food, the kind I love, and bring it to me so that I may eat it and I may bless you with all my soul before I die. Rebekah had been listening when Isaac spoke to Esau, his son. After Esau went to the open country to hunt for game and to bring it back, Rebekah spoke to Jacob, her son, and said, Listen, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, and tell him, Bring me some wild game and make tasty food for me that I may eat and give you a blessing from the Lord before my death. Therefore, my son, Obey my voice and do what I am commanding you. Go now to the flock and get me two of the best young goats. I will make them into tasty food for your father, the kind he loves. You will bring it to your father so that he can eat it and bless you before his death. Jacob said to his mother, Rebekah, But Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and my skin is smooth. What if my father touches me? I will be exposed to him as a deceiver and I will bring a curse on myself and not a blessing. His mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. Just obey my voice and go get them for me. He went and got them and brought them to his mother. His mother made tasty food, the kind his father loved. Rebekah took the good clothing of Esau, her older son, which was with her in the house, and put it on Jacob, her younger son. She put the skins of the young goats on his hands and forearms and on the smooth part of his neck. She put the tasty food and the bread that she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. He came to his father and said, My father, he said, I am here. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done what you asked me to do. Please get up and sit here and eat some of my wild game 
so that you may bless me with all your soul. Isaac said to his son, How is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? He said, Because the Lord your God gave me success. Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near, so that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. Jacob went close to Isaac, his father, who felt him, and said, The voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. He did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. That was why he blessed him. But he asked again, Are you really my son Esau? He said, I am. He said, Bring it to me, and I will eat some of my son's wild game, so that I may bless you. Jacob brought it to him, and he ate. He brought him wine, and he drank. His father Isaac said to him, Come near now, and kiss me, my son. He came near and kissed him. He smelled his clothing, so he blessed him and said, Yes, the smell of my son is the smell of the open field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you the dew from the sky, the richness of the earth, and plenty of grain and new wine. Let people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers. Let your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you. Blessed be everyone who blesses you. As soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob had just gone out from the presence of Isaac, his father, Esau, his brother, came in from his hunting. He also prepared tasty fruit, food and brought it to his father. He said to his father, Let my father get up and eat his son's wild game, so that you may bless me with all your soul. Isaac, his father, said to him, Who are you? He said, I am your son, your firstborn, Esau. Isaac trembled violently and said, then who was it that hunted wild game and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came, and I have blessed him. And yes, he will be blessed. When Esau heard the words of his father, he let out a very loud and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, bless me too, my father. He said, Your brother came deceitfully and has taken away your blessing. Esau said, Isn't he rightly named Jacob? For he has tripped me up these two times. He took away my birthright, and look now, he has taken away my blessing. He also asked, haven't you reserved a blessing for me? Isaac answered Esau, you see, I have made, my, I have made him lo your Lord, and I have given all his brothers to him as servants. I have sustained him with grain and new wine, so what can I do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, have you only one blessing, my father? Bless me, me too, my father. Esau wept loudly. Isaac, his father, answered him, Know this, your dwelling will be away from the richness of the earth and away from the dew from the sky above. By your sword you will live, but you will serve your brother. Then when you break loose, you will shake his yoke off your neck. Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father had blessed him. Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. The words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebekah. She sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, Listen, your brother Esau is consoling himself in regard to you by planning to kill you. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice. Get up, flee to Laban, my brother in Haran. Stay with him a few days until your brother's fury turns away, until your brother's anger turns away from you and he forgets what you have done to him. Then I will send for you and get you from there. 
Why should I be deprived of both of you in one day? Rebecca said to Isaac, I am tired of my life because the daughters, because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob takes a wife from the daughters of Heth, these daughters of the land, what good will my life do me? Chapters 26 and 27 continue the life of Isaac and, and Esau and Jacob. We see a lot of moving around here uh, with Isaac. Isaac uh, goes uh, to King Abimelech and tries to live among them. Uh, you see Isaac doing some of the same things that Frankly, Abraham had done, right? Remember, Abraham had deceived the kings and, and said, this is my sister, while a half-truth, he wasn't telling them the whole truth. Isaac does the same things, and really for the same reason. He says, this is my sister, Rebecca, but he did not tell them that he was that she was also his wife. A white lie. Another white lie because, once again, in Isaac's mind, just like it was in Abraham's mind, that he might be killed because of his wife. In fact, it says here that Isaac thought that the kings would kill him simply because of her beauty, so that they could take her for themselves. Isaac gets caught in intimate relations with his wife. And King Abimelech says, what is it that you have done? You would have brought great guilt on us if someone touched your wife. Why didn't you tell us that Rebecca was your wife? Through all of this, we see God continuing to bless Isaac, his wealth growing, God fulfilling in an immediate way that promise of, of the blessing, that he will become great and, and he will be a blessing. And, and just like his father Abraham, he has gained a lot of wealth, a lot of livestock, a lot of servants, a lot of stuff. Now the Philistines had kind of covered up all those wells, put the ground back in them, and Isaac digs them all back up with his servants. He names the first one um, Essek because they argued with him, and Essek is a Hebrew word really that means argument. Talks about another one that was argued over named Sitna. Sitna is a Hebrew word that means opposition. So once again, a fitting name. And then they dug another one that is highlighted. There was not a dispute over that one, and he called it Rehaboth. And Rehaboth is a, a Hebrew word that means wide enough or enough room. People are blessed through these wells. Abimelech comes back to Isaac, says, We have seen that you are blessed. 
You are sent away in peace. So Isaac made a great feast for them. They ate and they drank. They got up the next morning. They exchanged their oaths of peace. And Isaac sent on them on their way, departing from them peacefully. That same day, there was another well that they had dug. They had found water, he said, or they said. And so he called it Shiba. And Shiba is a Hebrew word that means oath or seven. And once again, a fitting name because of the oaths that were just given. And so the name to this day is of that place is named Beersheba. Beersheba means well of oath or well of seven. Then we get into Esau and Jacob. Remember, God had promised that the younger would be over the older, that the older would serve the younger. Because when Rebekah was having those, uh, what seemed to be massive um, pains during during uh, the, the nurturing in the womb, Esau and, and Jacob were fighting and fighting a lot. Esau was born first with Jacob uh, grabbing Esau's heel as he left the womb. Jacob is really means, uh, Jacob's name uh, really sounds like the word for heel grabber. And we highlighted how it seems like Jacob, just like uh, Isaac, one and uh, or excuse me, Jacob, just like Abraham, wanted to take these uh, blessings into their own hands and and find solutions to them because they were becoming impatient. It wasn't uh, uh, God's timeline that was right; it was their own timeline. And so we see that here. Rebecca hears that he's about to bless Esau. Rebecca knows that the blessing is supposed to go to Jacob. And so they have to come up with this plan so that God gets it right. And so there's a game of deception that goes on. Jacob quickly goes out and gets two goats to cook. Puts on his brother's clothing so that he smells like his brother. Uses some of the goat's skin to cover himself so that he feels hairy like his brother Esau. All this deception that went into this, all this thinking that went into this, just to help God along, apparently. because. According to Rebecca and Jacob, it looked like God needed some help to fulfill this blessing. Isaac is even confused. We're told that he can't see, so he has to rely on his other senses. And when you think about it, if you know people that can't see as well or can't hear as well or 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 have one of their senses that has deteriorated 
A lot of time, those other senses pick up, right? And so even though... And so you see that here with Isaac, don't you? His eyesight isn't so well, but his hearing is keen. His sense of touch is keen. In fact, you even hear him say, well, it sounds like Jacob. The voice is the voice of Jacob. But the skin and the smell, it smells like Esau. It feels like Esau. The, the wild game is very good. And so Isaac blesses Jacob. You see the blessing. His brothers will serve him. He will be Lord over his brothers. God gives you the richness of the earth, plenty of grain and new wine, and so on. The line of the Savior wasn't going to go through Esau anymore uh, or, or through the firstborn. At least not in this case. It was going to go through Jacob. But once again, it was done in a deceiving manner. The fact that Jacob and Rebekah just couldn't wait. They couldn't wait on God's timeline. They had to take things into their own hands. Now, God still blesses Jacob even through a poor choice. But obviously, this wasn't the right way to go about it. Esau is angry. He comes back shortly after Jacob has uh, uh, has finished with his, his father Isaac. And immediately, Isaac realizes that some deception has occurred. This isn't right. And he tells Esau, your younger brother has deceived you. He has, re, uh, has deceived me and you. And he has received the blessing that you were to receive. And Esau goes, isn't there a blessing for me? Isn't there a blessing for me? And he cries. Isaac answered him in verse 39. Know this, your dwelling will be away from the richness of the earth and away from the dew from the sky above. By your sword you will live, but you will serve your brother. So God's fulfillment was coming true. But Isaac, or but Rebecca and Jacob couldn't wait on God's timeline for the blessing. They had to take it into their own hands. Esau was so distraught over this that he wanted to kill Jacob. Rebecca gets wind of that and tells Jacob to run off. Run off, flee to my brother Laban. Flee to him so you will be safe. Just take us some time. He, she says a few days. 
as we see, it's going to be a little bit more than a few days that he is in that land and by uh, Rebecca's brother Laban. Remember earlier, uh, in an earlier podcast, I said that the favoritism that Isaac and Rebecca showed would creep up again and rear its ugly head, and, and it happened right here in chapter 27. Rebecca had Jacob as his favorite. Isaac had Esau as his favorite. And that favoritism not only divided really what husband and wife were doing against each other, but what brother and brother were doing against each other. You know, as you read through these accounts in Scripture, it's easy to say, what in the world are they doing? What? Why couldn't Jacob and Rebekah just wait on God's promises? Why couldn't uh, Isaac and, and Rebekah not show favoritism? Why did it have to divide the families like that? You could ask all those questions just in this section. It's easy to think of, well, I would have done something differently if I was in that position. But, frankly, we probably wouldn't have. How often do you and I try to take things into our own hands? We don't like God's timeline. We don't think he's working fast enough. We pray to him and we don't get any answer. Or it doesn't seem like he's listening to us. Or we don't like the answer that he's given to us. And so we try to take things into our own hands instead of trusting God for our lives. And maybe even for a time period, we, we walk away from our God because we're so disgusted and, and frustrated with what he is doing or the perceive of the lack of what he is not doing for us. I think there's a lot to learn in these sections of scripture. One here is wait on God's timeline. He's got it. He's got it figured out. Trust in him. Trust in him. Trust in all the promises that you see in scripture. All the promises that are laid out for you and me. That's easier said than done, isn't it? But it's accounts like this that, that highlight the, that idea. Trust. Trust in him to bring about the fulfillment of those promises. It's not our job to fulfill those promises. It's his job. He, of course, has never broken his promises, and he won't start now. That's all for today's edition, uh, the February 20th edition of Time with God. Join us uh, tomorrow as we see Jacob's flight uh, to Laban and also uh, the first part of, of uh, Jacob and Laban in chapters 28 and 29 of Genesis. As always, we uh, thank you for listening to Time with God, a podcast put on by Trinity Lutheran Church in Bangor, Michigan. Uh, if you wish to figure or if you wish to find out any more information about Trinity Lutheran Church, 
please visit our website at www.trinitybangor.org. There you will find a bunch of information about our church, as well as different ways to contact us. Thank you again for listening. Wish you God's richest blessings. And pray that the Holy Spirit continue to strengthen our faith as we continue to walk with him and grow in the knowledge of his word. God's blessings. See you tomorrow.